This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Media Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton, and we, of course, are brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all of our phone guests are brought to you by Spotty Hot on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be back in the office today. Took a long vacation, 14 days. A little too long, if you ask me, because I was, I was at a small beach town in Alabama, and it was great, but there's only so much putt-putt one person can play and uh, not not get tired of it. There was actually five different mini golf facilities there in this small little town of Gulf Shores, Alabama. It was fun, though. The beach was nice. The weather was nice. There were no hobby shops. There was one that was used that closed. It used to be there. I saw where it used to be. I saw the remnants of a hobby shop, but there was it was not there to be partaken in. Otherwise, I would have tried my best to get in there and... Uh, Maybe maybe rip something open, but it, it wasn't a possibility. Anyways, I'm back. Happy to be back here. We have a great giveaway going on today and in tomorrow for some national tickets on our, our Twitter page to celebrate us being back from vacation, whatever that means. But let's get to the reason you're here. Let's talk about cards. Let's talk about new products and new pricing. This week, 2017, I'm sorry, 2018, uh, the week of July First? Fifth? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. All right. Uh, Thursday, today, comes out. Uh, 2018 Historic Auto- Autographs, Presidents of the United States. This stuff looks amazing. Monster Breaks is already t- taking care of it for you guys. There's it got a couple spots left if you haven't uh, already joined that. But they're opening that today. 2018 Tops Baseball Factory Set. And tomorrow, 2017 Bench Warmers Hot for Teacher. And 2018 Tops Definitive Baseball. That is all this week. Next week looks like a loaded week, and uh, looks like we got our first new hockey product of in a while because we haven't had one uh, in a while. So Ultimate comes out next week, but we'll get into the rest of that next week. All right, new pricing. Looks like uh, just the one finest baseball, 2018 finest baseball is now priced for you in your online price, guys. So go check that out. Brian did a good job of getting that done for you while uh, while I was away. All right, so... Let's just jump right into the show here. I got you four interviews, two baseball, two football. We're talking to uh, Paul Blackburn, DJ Pearson, Dante Pettis, and Sam Donald of the New York Jets. All those coming up to you next. Stay tuned after that for the uh, for the show wrap-up. It's going to be a short one this t- today because I just got back. My, my brain is kind of scrambled. I'm trying to get a lot of things done. I just wrote a piece that's going to be up. Uh, on Taylor Hall next week on the website, so you guys go check out check check out that. We're doing some pricing insider stuff that you guys need to check out. That's a daily article by each of us pricing analysts, one each day of the week, with some insight about what's going on in the hobby and uh, what we're seeing trends and stuff like that. So look for those that are already up and running. My first one will be up about Taylor Hall on Monday, I do believe. All right, let's jump right into the show. Two baseball, two football, and we're going to end with Sam Darnold. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Dan Carson from Fox Sports. You're listening to the Fat Pack on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And joining us now, 
is our first Dodger of the event. It is the first Dodger, right? DJ Pierce. Yes. Outfielder. Yes. He's, he's taking over Jock Peterson's position. I'm calling it now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, uh, hey, DJ, how, how are you doing today? Great, man. Uh, blessed to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, we are blessed to be here, too. Uh, this is our first spring training. Is this your first spring training? No, it's actually my second. It's your second? Okay. So, what's the difference between uh, this, this one and the last one? I mean, experience-wise, how are you feeling? Great. Um, I feel great. Uh, this year was my first uh, big league camp, which is... Uh, something that I won't forget, and it's something that um, I had a really good experience. Learned learned a ton uh, from you know veterans, and uh, just trying to uh, take what I've learned into into my season this year. Very nice, awesome man. Now we are a collectibles <coughs> podcast. We told you you know co- going into this that we were going to ask you about uh, your collections when you were a kid. Did you collect cards? Did you collect anything at all? Yeah. So uh, you know being at Walmart, the you know <laughs> yes. the uh, grocery store passing by um you know a stack of you know 15 cards would always would always pick them up and kind of you know like see see what i got and mm-hmm. um you know collected booklets um okay. always always got cards here and there so um i don't know where the booklet is now i mean i was probably eight ten right. years sure. old so right um now being 22 years old uh you know just whenever whenever people have uh cards um you know it's very interesting yeah. to see uh, the different types, the different colors, the different yeah. brands. So um, it's interesting. That's cool. So what's it like having your own card now? Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's something as a player that you've always you always dream about having. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as an eight, eight, ten-year-old kid, you know, you collect them, you buy the packs, and you know, to actually see, you know, yourself in the pack or <laughs> having a card right. um, is an absolute blessing. And um, you know, that just goes to show for all your hard work. That's awesome. So, how many did you have to sign today? I just signed five hundred today. Five hundred today. You yeah. got off easy. I yeah. think. You got off I easy, did. man. Some of these guys, not to mention any names next to us, they're on like two thousand. <laughs> I know. That's, that's like ridiculous. Insane. But uh, that's you know, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. So you went to a small community college. What, go ahead and shout them out. Shout them out. Yeah. So uh, Western Nevada Community College. Um, there's actually not a baseball program there anymore. So, oh wow. Um, when I when I left in 2016, it was actually uh, the last year of the baseball program. So uh, we went out with a bang for sure. Very nice. What, what round were you drafted in? In the fourth round. In the okay. wow, awesome. Draft. Very awesome. And what what's, what position? What's your natural position? You say outfield, but what's your natural position? Uh, center. Um, okay. Played played center in high school. Played center in college. Okay. Played center for the for my first two years of pro ball. You know, 90 in center. Yeah. And since I've entered pro ball, so probably probably center field. Okay. So you're a big dude, man. I'm, like I saw you, I was like first baseman. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> but you mean one with some power and some athleticism obviously i'm not talking i'm not talking frank thomas you know who couldn't move but but that's awesome Uh, center field is a position that uh, it's a tough it's a tough play right so what's it what's it like out there in center you know it it could be on you can be on an island sometimes so what's it like for you right you know you have to you have to communicate with your right and left fielders you have to you know have have a good game plan coming in no no, they're hitters, um, all all nine hitters, all the all the bench guys to you know move move your outfielders and then also be in a be in a really good position. Sure, uh, you know you have a lot of ground to cover with right center and left center. Um, you got to get good jumps. You got to be fast and um, just got to be able to uh, communicate. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, that makes, yeah, it makes absolute sense because you guess you're the one that's. I mean, you're in control out there. Right, you know, you're totally in control, and uh, you got to even fall off the shortstops and the second baseman and get them out of the way so you can make your play. Exactly. So. I mean, you know, you're um, you're the quarterback, you're the captain out there, so sure. um, definitely, definitely got to take charge. 
Yeah, very cool. Definitely gotta take charge. So do you hear? Do you hear a lot of the fans and the, and the nonsense that goes on? Some of the stuff, the, the cheddar, the chit chat that goes on out there. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, especially like when at your affiliate or you know, you know, spring training games, stuff like that. You know, I have. I have a long hair, so you know yeah. uh, I hear it all. So, uh, you're from California, so exactly. Yeah, the so it's and stuff the like you that. know surfer boy. It's, yeah. it's the you know sunshine <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But you know it's all it it's all fun. You know I I actually laugh and you know kind of like kind of like make make a little joke out of it. So um, you know it's something that has always been there and it's something that is always going to be there. So I right. uh, just gotta have to um, adjust and adapt to it. I mean I mean I play for the Dodgers organization, so right. you know when we're out at 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 and T Park, it's it's not going to just be sunshine and surfer boy. I, n- I know right. that much. So. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. At least you can make light of it. You know what I mean? At least right. you take it. And it probably takes a little bit of the edge off, too, while you're out there. You know, it kind of hope, probably calms the nerves a little bit. And, uh, right. Know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, you, you just got to have fun with it. And, you know, like, obviously your patience will be tested at times. And obviously, you know, like if you're not playing well and then, like, you hear something, um, you know, you your first reaction is to you know get upset but at the end of the day it's like you're the one playing so sure absolutely absolutely so what's the longest home run you've ever hit do you know off the top of your head i i don't know i think it was like 480 feet or or something like that yeah that's awesome (laughs) 450 i don't know i i heard i heard 480 but could be wrong that's a shot that that's a that's a moon shot man we will look for him in the futures game you know hitting (laughs) home runs in the the ball that's awesome have you been to chavez ravine yet yes so grew up grew up a dodger fan okay actually going to games when i was six years old um you know really really got into going going to games when i was eight to ten years old collecting baseball cards like uh like i mentioned before so um still you know go to games when i can i spend the entire off season over at dodger stadium working out with okay. you know b mac and um all the strength coaches and justin turner and chase Utley and stuff like that so sure. just really like to just t- tap in with those guys and you know learn as much as i can that's cool so now who was your who was your childhood idol growing up so my favorite player growing up was actually sean green okay um, we were just talking about we just him talking yeah, about that's right. yesterday. yeah yeah sean green was my, was my favorite player growing up loved you know going to games and collecting you know jerseys and shirts and hats or whatever whatever it may be um right. of him so uh he was definitely my favorite player growing up awesome i, w- I was telling i was telling paul yesterday that sean was one i think he's a very underrated player uh, but two he was i remember baseball the dodgers maybe getting a little upset with him because he would take the jewish holidays off during the season but he was such a devout uh he's so devout about his religion that it, that it meant that much to him and um, Sean was just a beast of a player, man. But you mentioned Chase El- uh, Chase El- Utley, right? What's it like? What's, what kind of knowledge you get from Chase, man? Man, Chase, you know the Silver Fox. You know he's yeah. uh, he's, <laughs> he's 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 one of those guys. You know when when he talks, you definitely want to listen to anything that he's yeah. saying. Anything yeah. that comes out of his mouth is going to be smart. It's going to be. Um, you know, you could you could learn from it, whether it's baseball related, life related, family related, whatever it may be. You know, whenever whenever he's talking, um, I like to you know be in the room and kind of just listen from afar and um, and kind of just you know digest everything that he's saying. So, you know, being around guys like that who uh, who have been to the World Series, who has who have won a World Series, sure. that you know, it's something where uh, you know. When he's talking, you want to listen for Just sure. Soak it all in, man. Exactly. Awesome. So, man, uh, best of luck to you this season. I uh, hope hope to see you up in the bigs soon. You yeah. know, and uh, crushing the ball out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a moonshot. It's a moonshot. Yeah. The four eighties. That's a big number, man. Thank so, you. Thank you, guys. Thank God you bless very you guys much. Hey, God bless and, you, man. Um, 
Thank you for having me. Hey, can yeah, we no get problem. can we get a uh, can we get a drop from you right quick before you leave? Sure. Awesome. Let me. We'll end this, guys. We'll be right back. Hang tight. And- Hello, this is Joe Davis with GotBaseballCards.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. And we are back, Paul, with another. He's got a great name. Yeah, with another Paul. Yes, <laughs> another fantastic. Paul. I'm thinking that. Paul Blackburn of the Oakland A's. I wanted to say athletics, but I said A's. You did. You like that. To. So, uh, anyways, Paul's here. Paul Blackburn is here with us. Uh, how are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing, doing all right, We're man. doing I right. love being out here in Arizona, man. This is good stuff, man. Around it, so much baseball and so many great people like yourself. This yep. is fantastic. So uh, we, we were chatting off air, and Paul asked you a very important question. You know, what do you thought about this? This is a pretty surreal experience, I would assume? Yeah, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming here, this is the first time I've ever done anything along these lines um, okay. as far as coming somewhere and signing. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's a fun. It's been a fun experience. Sure. Now, did you collect? Uh, did you were you a collector as a kid? Did you collect cards at all? Yeah, not much. Um, okay. You know, I've. If it I, was Pokemon, I'd, you can say that. It's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. Most of the people we've had on this <laughs> has said Pokemon, Pokemon or yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Or no, something. I wasn't Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or okay. anything like that. Um, you know, I would get, a, I would get some packs. Um, okay. You know, you in the grocery store and see a pack. You know, right. you grab it or whatever. Um, but no, my dad was a my dad was a pretty big collector. Um, okay. He still has his cards uh, nice. to this day. So yeah, I've looked through those every once in a while. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Does he have any of yours? Yeah. No, I mean no. besides the ones that I've given him, yeah. I've gotten. Okay. Uh, He's like, he I, I, I just I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he hasn't opened one. Opened a pack and got me or anything like that. Okay. Sweet, that's cool. That's a that's a, uh, an experience that a lot of the guys who came through last night who hadn't they had not experienced that. But maybe one or two of them did. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing it's something that's. Again, surreal, pulling yourself out of a pack of cards and seeing yourself, and even more so with an autograph on it. That would be even... Right, you're like, I, I signed that. Like, yeah, I, I just I just signed that. <laughs> yeah. It's no, funny. Um, I, yeah, I've had, I mean, I've had a couple friends that, you know, have pulled me out of there, like someone that my mom's worked with, and she, like, sends me a picture. Like, it's not, to me, it's honest, it's not that cool just because it's... Yeah. I'm, look, I've been signing them for, you right. know, just days and days and days. So, Correct. like, it's right. like, oh, I've seen that already, you know. Correct. But to, them, to them, it's pretty cool, so. Well, that's awesome. So, you are uh, our first... Out of high school draftee that we've spoken to this weekend, um, how'd that happen? Were you just freaking awesome? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You don't have honestly. to be humble, it's, man. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is not a kid of Lamar song. You can be whoever you want to be. <laughs> no, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I was drafted by the Cubs out of high school. Um, you know, and they uh, took a shot on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great organization. Um, I was traded to the Mariners 2016 right at the deadline. All right. Um, for I was there for about two months, and then November of 2016, I was traded to the A's. There you go. And now, now I'm here. But now coming out of high school, it's definitely, definitely taught me a, a lot. Sure. Um, as far as you know, you're on your own at a young age. Um, right. It's kind of you live and you learn, and you gotta you gotta learn quick. Um, but no, I've had I had a lot of you know great teammates and role models by my side that kind of showed me showed me uh, you know how to go about my business. And so yeah. So awesome. I used to work for the Mariners, and I'm gonna pick your brain if you don't mind. Were you in Tacoma or were you up with the club no, in Seattle? I was I was in Jackson. Oh, you were in Jackson. Yeah. All right. So um, 
being with the Mariners, I mean, did you get, although being in Jackson, did you get to watch King Felix from afar, or did you study his game at all while you were there? Um, no, I actually oh, okay. never went. Uh, yeah, I never went to a spring. <laughs> never went to a spring. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So I mean, yeah, I was there. I was there for like two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. but no, I, he threw against us twice last year, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen him. my mom's from up there. My mom uh, is from Seattle. Okay. So. I've, I went to you know, I went to Safeco many a time sure. before, sure. Um, and I've you know I've seen him pitch, watch baseball. So. Sweet. So okay. yeah. So you're a pitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many pitches do you have? I have four. You have four pitches. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what's your what's what's what do you think is your best pitch? Um, I would say a cutter. A cutter. Honestly, okay. yeah. That's the first cutter we've that had. That's the first cutter. Yeah, cutter yeah. Most people like that fastball. Yeah. 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 No, I don't have a big fastball. You don't have a big fastball. fastball. No, okay. I know. <laughs> no, not, not your thing. No. Where did you learn it though? Where did you learn to throw a cutter? I honestly just picked it up one day. Really? Um, yeah, when I was uh, going in, going into my double A season with the Cubs, I was just messing around with it in spring training. Um, it was kind of like you know, we don't want you to throw that. We want you to work on you know, tightening up your other pitches or whatever. Right. And my first bullpen, um, I was in, I was in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So my first bullpen in Tennessee, I just threw it a couple times, and the you know, pitch coach just turned it back or whatever, and he saw one of them right. and was like, well, what was that? And I was like, oh, I cut her. He's like, throw it again. Threw it again. He's like, why don't you throw that? I was like, well, Because you told me not know. to. <laughs> He's like, well, start throwing it. So that's, that's kind of how it started. Okay. So it's, it's relatively fresh. I've only, I mean, last year was my – I guess last year, the second year, I started throwing it. So I've only thrown it for two years, but okay. you don't see a lot of big leaguers at 24 years old throwing the knuckleball. But the cutter—that's <laughs> that's a whole different story. Whole different story. Yeah, congratulations on that, man. We, that, uh, honestly, that's our first cutter that we've had this weekend. Uh, everybody else is saying fastball, like Paul said. So that's awesome. That, that, that's great that, that you have that in your uh, repertoire of pitches. Uh, you made your big league debut last season. Yes. How was that for you? Was that just unreal? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, made it July 1st against the Braves um, in Oakland. I'm from 30 minutes from, from the stadium. Sure. And, yeah, it was. I mean, it's just awesome. I can't even put it into words, honestly. Yeah. It's, you know, all your kind of dreams come true there. Um, you know, growing up, going through the minor leagues, you know, gutting it out for those long bus rides, you know, that yeah. the times where you got to get up early for flights and all that stuff, you right. know, and then – and you go out and you finally get your debut, and it was, you know, it was, it was a surreal moment for me. That's awesome. You didn't get blown up or anything, did you? No. 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 <laughs> go ahead, bud. Who, who was your first strikeout? We've been asking all the pitchers that. Uh, my first strikeout was Nick Markakis. Was it really? Yeah. Really, uh, Nick nice. Markakis. I was a Markakis fan when he was an Oriole back in the day. So now, that's now, awesome. now no one's a Markakis fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Good Sweet. Deal. So you remember your first strikeout? Was it on a cutter? No, no. fastball. Fastball. Yeah. Wow. Got I know. Fastball. Nice. Very nice. It wasn't expected. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. uh, we, we, you said. You're looking like you're going to make the team this season, so congratulations on that. I hope that works out for you. Um, now, now we just got to get you to like wear a Fat Packs logo on your jersey or something when you, you, when you go out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, anything. I mean, I'll, I'll wear them in whatever. Awesome. That's, That's so stuff. awesome, man. We're going to let you get out of here because you got to do some other stuff. We know you do, but uh, Yeah, it looks like you're going to go over there and break some cards, man. you excited? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are good, good guys, man. Awesome. So maybe um, you get one of your own. I might. That we'll see. Sick. We'll see. That would be real cool. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we're, we're going to post this up as soon as you get that first win this season. All right. All right sounds good. Uh, Thank thanks, you buddy. Guys. All right, thanks. Hello, my name's Eli. You're listening to Beckett Wido. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out after that quick break. We're hanging out now with uh, 
UW's own Dante Pettis. What's going on, sir? Hey, how's it going? We're doing real well. So, uh, for the, for those of you who don't know, you come from an athletic lineage. Your, your dad, Gary, played played Major League Baseball for a while. How'd you end up in football, man? Um, I played pretty much every sport growing up. Okay. And it wasn't really until basically college when I narrowed it down to just football. Okay. Um, you know, I was playing basketball, baseball, football, and track through high school. So. Sure. Now, where did you go to high school at? Uh, I went to high school in Orange County. Okay. J. Sarah Catholic. And then, how did you, we, we spoke off air, but how did you end up at UW? Um, so, Coach Peterson was recruiting me at Boise State, mm -hmm. and uh, I really liked what he was saying and everything. I was pretty close to going to Boise State, and then he... Obviously made the switch over to Washington. Sure. And uh, it was just like perfect fit, you know. It was Pac-12 football. Right. A little bit closer to home. Uh, the city of Seattle is awesome, so uh, you know it was just a really good fit. Now, um, Seattle is is an awesome place. Did you ever eat a Pagliacci's, Pagliacci's pizza? Yeah, I best, love that. Best of joint, right? Yes, I love that. <laughs> My freshman year, they had uh, they had it downstairs in like the dorms. Yeah, I would go there at least like every other day. Really? Get, yeah, it was, yeah, I ate it so much. Probably that's my probably spot. very bad for me. It, it probably that's my spot. I, I love their simple pizzas, like you know, just the margarita pizza. I, I, yeah, I, I'd get on that man. It was delicious. Yeah. We went home. Uh, I live in Texas now. We went home uh, last year. And we ordered four larges. It was like 80 bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll gladly take my money. I want right. this pizza, right? right. So, good. so um, growing up and uh, your dad being a Major League Baseball player, you must have been in some locker rooms from time to time. Do you have any cool stories about hanging out hanging out in the MLB? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the coolest stories are just, you know, you can't necessarily pick out one thing. Um, a lot of it was just, like, knowing that the, the players know you. Sure. And, like, they're paying attention to what you do. Sure. Um, just recently, I mean, in college, there's been a lot of, you know, MLB players around the league that would tell my dad they're like keeping up with me, or they're mm -hmm. like tell like tell your son good job, like we watched the game. So Josh Donaldson, oh, is nice. what, he's one of the like he was like one of the first ones that was like like hey Gary, like tell your son like I love watching him play, blah blah. blah. And I nice. was like. That's like one of the coolest things ever. So I think just like stuff like that, and then just honestly just hanging out with the players is like really cool. Sure. Now your dad played for a few different teams. I remember him most as a Ranger growing up in Texas. But did you have a favorite team that he played for, or was it just um, any team that he played for? Well, so he stopped playing before I was born. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. Uh, that's easy. To, that's easy to get away with, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. That's very cool. So, did you collect cards as a kid? Did you have any memorabilia or did you have any of his stuff? Yeah, I have a ton of cards. Yeah? Most of them just came from like uh, like Sports Illustrated. Oh, Sports Illustrated like, for kids? Yeah. Yeah, they'd have like those, like a sheet of cards and I would just get those. Of course. Um, but yeah, I have a ton of cards. Did you have Did you have a flavor player growing up? In, In baseball? Baseball? Yeah. Manny Ramirez was my favorite. Manny, awesome. <laughs> yeah. What about football? Football, I uh, it was Jerry Rice and then Reggie Bush. Jerry Rice and Reggie Bush. Now, see, you're a Niner now, so are you looking forward to maybe getting some mentorship from Mr. Rice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So what's it mean for you to be able to play for the Niners? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, growing up, I was a Raiders fan. Okay. Because my dad's from Oakland. Sure. His whole family's there, so, you know, we just watched. He would always have the Raiders games on. I would always sit down and watch it, and that's Jerry Rice was playing for the Raiders. Oh, okay. So right. that's kind of how I started to like him. Sure. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny just, like, growing up being a Raiders fan and then just, like, making the switch. You're a 49er all of a sudden, and it's really cool because everyone in my dad's family is all of a sudden diehard 49ers fans. Okay. Just, they all just immediately were like, like, it's tough, but we're going to do it. So it's really cool. It, at least it's still in the Bay, right? You don't have to go far. Exactly. <laughs> now, were you a, are you a Warriors fan, having that Oakland connection? Or? Um, no, I mean, I don't no? <laughs> They're probably like my second favorite team. If like I had a pick, but I'm diehard Lakers. Like, Lakers? Oh yeah, all, all the way. Lake, like yeah, I will. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So, uh, what's it gonna be like tomorrow when you put that uniform on? Are you are you anticipating that or? Uh. Honestly, I haven't thought about it that much. Okay. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I imagine it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. Like. Uh, I mean, putting on an NFL uniform, like, sure, doesn't get much better than that. But, right. Um, yeah, I, I've just been, you know, so caught up in all the stuff that we're doing here. Mm -hmm. I haven't thought much about it. Now, um, have you seen the playbook yet? Yeah. Is it massive? Yeah, yeah. It's. We're putting it in like, like certain installments, so uh, we haven't done. I haven't seen like the whole thing. Oh wow. Okay. I'm sure when you get that, it's gonna be massive. Yeah. It's gonna be massive. All right, man. We're gonna wrap this up so you can uh, get your signing. You're on the Iblax now. These are for. Uh, I believe these are for National Treasures. I might be wrong uh, or immaculate. Are you, is you, what I wanted to tell you though is you're doing a good job because you're staying on sticker. And as a collector, I really appreciate that. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before we get out of here, I gotta ask you about this. The Apple Cup, man. Tell me how big the Apple Cup is for, for UW players. Apple Cup is awesome. Um, we we mostly, like, I, don't, I mean, I haven't lost to Wazoo. Right. That's so, important, right? So it's it's great just, like, going in and, I I mean, coming out of it now, too, being able to say, like, I never lost to, right. you know, Wazoo. Like, I, I never lost to the Cougars. Like, that's just, like... A crazy thing, and sure, I know a lot of my teammates take a lot of pride in that too. So a few months ago, I was privileged enough to uh, interview Nate Robinson, oh, who, yep. who also never lost to Wazoo. Yep. And like more than anything else, all he wanted to talk about was the Apple Cup and just beating Wazoo. Yeah. So uh, it's a big thing, and I think it's awesome. And I'm gonna end this uh, conversation by saying, "Go dogs!" Go dogs! All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. You guys be right. Thanks for hanging out, guys, and we'll be right back. Super Bowl champion Evan Mathis for Rebuyers.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. We are hanging out now with uh, Jets first-round draft pick, Mr. Sam Darnold, signing some USC uh, National Treasures Collegiate football cards. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, yeah, just signing, signing away. I've been signing for, you know, two days straight. Yeah. So I haven't slept all, you know, throughout the two days. So. <laughs> this is a this is a hell of a process. Uh, I got to see this firsthand first at spring training this year with some uh, Major League Baseball rookies, and then at the NFL uh, the NFLPA rookie debut just before the draft. Uh, same process, and I am always amazed at like right. the amount of cards that that, that happens here. I feel sorry for your hand, like like John Hancock is real good uh, at yeah. you're done, right? No, it's good for my wrist too, right. you know, for throwing. Yeah, so you're doing well though. I'm getting um, a workout in. 
you have a nice full complete signature and I can tell you that uh, as a collector, we like to see that you know you're not you're not just a line. Or I'm not like just writing S, right? And then period, right? <laughs> yeah, or a, or a BM as I know some people yeah. might have done. No, that's a, that's a shot at Baker. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think about this process? Is it is it you've been probably doing this for a while now since being drafted and maybe a little bit before the draft signing cards like this? Is it is it just is it just a thing now or? Um, well, I understand that it's like part of the deal, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I love it because you know I'm not at USC, not making any money. You know, it's I'm making money doing it, so sure. um, it's amazing. You know, whenever I get the opportunity to make money, you know, whatever it is, I'm I'm gonna give it my all. So of course, it's, it's awesome to be here and be doing this. Now, uh, at the, I, I interviewed your uh, your teammate, Mr. Uh, Ronald Jones Jr. Uh, had he had nice, kind words for you. So, uh, what what do you got to say about Roe? Rojo's nice. Yeah. He's a nice dude. Uh, Rojo's awesome. Uh, I mean, what he's able to do on the field kind of that speaks for itself. But the guy that he is off the field is he's an amazing dude, a great teammate. Um, he's someone you want on your team. You yeah. Know, in terms of what the culture, what the culture is going to be, and um, just as a if I was an owner, I would want him on my team. Awesome. His his lovely mother was there too, so she yeah, uh, she got in on the interview. That was great, Miss Jackie. Yeah. Getting another shout out in the podcast. So uh, going to the Jets, man. How do you feel about this? I feel awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think we have a great opportunity to win, um, and you know, great defense. Um, a lot of great playmakers on offense too. Great, yeah. great line. So um, I'm just excited to continue to learn in the playbook, uh, mm -hmm. get with some of the vets and learn how to be a pro, you know. Um, it's a big step going from being an amateur to a pro, but I'm excited about it. Um, I'm just really excited to continue to you know, be in Jersey and be with the team and learn as, sure. uh, as much and as fast as I can. Now, um, have you seen the playbook yet? Have you, have you got that thing? Yeah. Is it massive? <laughs> like, is it, it's big, yeah. yeah. So what they do is they want us to learn as much as we can right now. Okay. So that when it comes time to game plan for a team, obviously there's not as much information that goes into it. Sure. But they want us they want us to know everything. And so they can put anything in the game plan, if that makes right. sense. Right. Um, and so that that's really the goal of the coaches is for us to have a broad understanding of the playbook. Sure. And then once we get into a game plan, be able to dive in to, to the specific game plan that we have for a certain team and, and win with just those, you know, plays that we got for that game. What, do you, what are your thoughts about going into the uh, AFC East and playing? Because there's some, there's some beast teams, right? You know, starting with the Patriots and the GOAT. How do you, how do you feel about the competition there? That's going to be fun. You know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compete. Um, I'm going to compete my butt off. I talked to Josh about it too, Josh being in Buffalo. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, you yeah. know, competing against him, competing against the Dolphins, you know, um, obviously, you know, Patriots. So um, I'm just excited to, to get started. And uh, but right now I'm just I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about learning the playbook and, and you know continuing to build relationships with my teammates. Sure, of course. You guys are kind of uh, stacked too at quarterback. There's there's a few of you guys there. Um, do you? Or is there, like, say, Bridgewater, is there something that you think he can teach you or any of the other guys? I'm sure that I'm sure the answer is yes, but is there something particular you're looking to learn from any of those guys? Teddy's been amazing. Yeah? Teddy's an amazing – Just a, first of all, he's an amazing guy. Sure. Um, but he's just 
He's a really good veteran to, to have, you know, to have there. And same with Josh. Josh is amazing. Yeah. Hack's, Hack's really cool, too. It's just it's a really good room. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Teddy just he preaches to just put my head down and work hard, which, sure. I, which I love that he told me that. You know, it's, it's reassuring to know that, you know, I just – Especially as a rookie, I just need to go in and do my job. Sure. And yeah, so they'll be not worried too much about trying to lead or any of that. I'm going to lead in my way, but I'm just going to continue to be myself throughout the whole process. And um, and then Josh is obviously a great role model um, and a great guy to, to learn from as well. Josh is uh, something something amazing happened with him last year. No one would have predicted that going into the season. He had a hell of a season, and uh, he's a he's a wise veteran that I think that you can learn a lot from. So uh, I'm going to be interested to follow your progress throughout the rest of the season to see what happens. I'm pulling for you too, man, because I think you got the shaft in, uh, on the in the draft. I'm just going to say that myself. I think you got the shaft. I think you should have went a little bit earlier than you did. So uh, you don't have to say that. I will. <laughs> um, growing up, what, what other sports did you play? Um, so I played, obviously, you know, as everyone did, soccer. Yeah. Um, played AYSL. And then I uh, transitioned after that. I transitioned into uh, probably. Um, baseball, basketball, and football. Those were the main three sports that I played growing up. And loved every minute of it. Can you tell me how you got to USC? Um, so they offered me a scholarship, okay. and then I went there. No, oh, that's it? <laughs> no, so throughout my recruiting process, USC was really late to offer me. Okay. Um, I had to go to a camp, and because um, I didn't have any junior tape. My junior year, I broke my foot early on in the season, and I didn't have any tape. Okay. And that's the year that you usually get recruited, get recruited off of. Yeah. And so I went to one of their camps, and Sark offered me, Coach Sark offered me right there on the spot, which was pretty cool. Um, and right when I got the offer, I kind of knew I wanted to go there. Sure. Um, but I had to, you know, weigh the pros and cons of it, and thought I made a pretty good decision. Of course. Did, did the um, former USC quarterbacks, you know, like you know Palmer and Liner and those guys, Sanchez, did they come in and, and teach you a little bit of something there, or were they around the team? Or No, they were. They weren't too involved, but, you know, I had conversations with them. Sure. Um, I had great conversations with them just about life. Um, really good conversations about life outside of football, you know. You see um, being a really fun school, how you, how you kind of, you know, control yourself and be the best person that you can be off, you know, off the field. Um, sure. And I think that was something that I really took away from my conversations with those guys. Yeah. Now, Reggie was in here yesterday giving you guys a little pep talk, right? So, uh, without spoiling it and telling everybody what he said, what does it mean to, to have a veteran like that come in and, and, and lay, lay the groundwork for you guys? Yeah, so I idolized Reggie Bush. Okay. <laughs> Growing up. I was an SC fan. Um, I was an SC fan and idolized him, Liner, all those guys. But what Reggie said was to find stability in our lives because mm -hmm. um, we're being pulled in so many different directions um, thank you and you know we're being pulled in so many different directions sure and when that's happening you want stability in your life you want a good foundation you want good friends you want you, know, you want a good family to be able to lean on in, in times of success and, and right. when you're you know maybe not feeling so hot so um yeah, it's just it was a good conversation that he had with, or a good conversation that he had with all of us. Sure. Now, let's go back to draft night. Your name is finally called. How are you feeling, man? Like, were you just ready to go, pumped in because you got passed over eight other times, or what happened? Um, 
So I say that again. So what, tell me about draft night. Like when your name was finally called, how how were you feeling? Oh, just relieved. Yeah. You know, it was it was amazing to be able to to be able to hear my name called, and you know, after that, it was just. I was so happy just because sure. I knew that that was the right place for me. Right. Um, and I knew that's how it was going to be, whether I was drafted one, whether I was drafted late in the draft. I knew wherever I ended up was going to be the right place for me. Sure. Um, and I truly believe that the Jets, awesome. you know, that it worked out perfectly. Awesome. Now, uh, is Roger Goodell really a bad guy? Did everybody boo him for a reason? Roger, <laughs> no, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, he's a good dude. He got booed mercifully. I, 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 we did a timer on it. It was a minute and 14 seconds he got booed. Really? When he, when that's, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, I know he's not very liked in Dallas because of the whole Zeke situation, but uh, it's, it's good to know that it, to see you guys when you get drafted, you go up there, and there's like this instant camaraderie between between the commissioner and, and all you guys. You know, you bro hug it out and all that stuff. So that's, that's good, to, good to know that he's a nice guy. Yeah, no, he's an awesome guy, and we had conversations with him too. Uh, really good dude. Awesome. Awesome. All right, I'm going to wrap this up and let you uh, get back to signing here. Thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your your day here to do this for us. Oh, absolutely. This yeah, is thanks a, for having me. This is pretty sweet. And um, go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, 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 baby. Hi, this is Scott Schwartz from the movie The Toy and A Christmas Story, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, quad interviews there for you. Hope you enjoyed all those. Uh, had a lot of fun there with Sam Donald at the end and Dante Pettis, of course, uh, being Gary Pettis' son. We had a lot to talk about with Rangers and being a UW and all that mess. But then Sam Donald was a killer. Absolutely great interview, fun to talk to. He was. I, I can't tell you enough good things about the young man. Uh, Jets fans, I hope you're ready for him. I think he's going to be great. Okay, so uh, this is what I want to do now. I you know, This is typically where we do back at whatevs or talk about whatever we want to. I'm going to be real honest with you. I've been out of the loop. I haven't even been really paying attention to what's going on sports-wise except for, you know, LeBron to the Lakers and then Boogie Cousins to the Warriors. And we all saw that, right? I mean, that's been talked about uh, at length by everybody. And I'm tired of hearing it, really, to be honest with you. It's just, it's just mind-numbing. Uh, World Cup's going on. And that's been a lot of fun. But we have our World Cup uh, soccer podcast going on. Uh, one should be up later today, actually. So uh, check that out for all the World Cups going on. But uh, so what I, what I wanted to do here is uh, highlight a blog. Uh, Mr. Ken Kinsley, my friend, uh, my local friend here, and we're, we're good pals. He he wrote a nice piece on his uh, Beans Ball Card blog post, and uh, I just want to check give you guys a heads up about it. It's a uh, it's about card shops, as you know it should be because that's what we're talking about. Uh, card shops. Where have you gone, card shop? So uh, let's take a quick look at this as, as much as I can. And uh, give you guys a little insight. Uh, he put this out July 2nd, so just three days ago. And let's jump right into it. A few months ago, I made a quick Saturday trip to my local card shop, Dwayne's, to pick up a few oddball sized sheets for some cards I'd recently purchased. I overheard Dwayne mention that the next day was the last one that the shop would be open. He had to declare bankruptcy. It was very sad to me, and not just because I, was, I lost my local card shop. I'm fortunate enough to live in an area of the country where the hobby is alive and well. It isn't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading this all wrong. It isn't as convenient, but I can drive an extra half hour to another shop. What was sad to me was that this man in his 70s that had been a shop owner for decades had to declare bankruptcy. Then I, rec- <clears throat> then I was recently thinking about my hometown of Morgan, West Virginia. 
It was like many other towns in that during the late 80s and 90s, there were multiple card shops. I can coldly attest to that, Ken. Some of them overlapped, and it, and it seemed that there was enough business for multiple shops to exist. Even in a town of less than 30,000 people, the town has seen significant growth in the last 25 years. And how many shops are there now? None. It's another story for another day, but the area has become a hobby wasteland. Not only are shops impossible to find, so are card shows. It's not like Morgantown is completely in the middle of nowhere. It's an hour south of Pittsburgh, which can be shorter, which can be a shorter commute than actually getting from one side of the Pittsburgh to the other side. All of this made me think more deeply. Why is it that card shops are fewer and further, further between or even non-existent these days? I can come up with a number of reasons, some in shop owners' control and others out of their control. A sports card shop is a retail business. <laughs> Unless you have had your, under, your head under a rock, you know how the struggle of the brick and mortars like Sears and Kmart toy stores ooh, and others. Amazon is too many of those stores, and eBay and other online card markets are, the, are to the LCS. This isn't saying card shops can't be successful. There are still a handful of card shops in Fort Worth, Dallas area. There are plenty of successful card shops throughout the country. However, this isn't the, the late 80s or 90s anymore. You can't just open it and they will come. That's true. A major problem that a long-time shop, long-time shop owners had was an inability to adapt. Online buying and selling has both pros and cons for the collector and the shop owner. It's driven, prices, it's driven down prices for a lot of card shops cards and shop owners don't adapt it's not all about prices card shop owners need to figure out things that work well and bring in some money a great example here ken would be uh mike's mike stadium sports cards up in uh aurora he does a great job uh he preaches this actually at the national and industry summit well not the national but the industry summit he preaches you know how to do business and if you listen to him i think you can be helped out a lot for example, things changed at the Indy Card Exchange once the current owner purchased the shop a handful of years ago. Some changes that I recall and I believe helped were lowering prices and moving through old junk wax, adding dime boxes to the store, and also having boxes of lower-priced $1 to $5 cards in the store. Not every person that walks into your shop is going to spend $50 or $100, but most, of, most can't afford to spend 10 Many shops only want to display higher-end price higher priced items and forget about the low and mid tiers a higher conversation a higher conversation rate is good for business that is true sir another thing that shop that the shop does and many others don't do is price cards to sell how many times have you walked into a shop and the cards were ridiculously priced then they were in the then they were there every time you went back in i just don't understand the museum pricing mentality of many card shop owners in the stop, in the stop that in the shop that recently closed, that was his thing. There were multiple sellers, and they had some quarter boxes and XX off, you know, percent off boxes, which is good in the theory. However, those quarter boxes were cards that should be in dime boxes. Also, a seventy-five percent off box is useless if it's off book value of a card year priced fifteen years ago, and the guy never played it down in the NFL. That is true as well. It probably feels like I'm piling on a lot of shop owners, and you know what? Maybe I am. Many of the problems shop owners have are self-inflicted wounds. A common trait among card shop owners is a lack of personality and or customer service. To be honest, common is an understatement. I think that the overwhelming majority are like this. 
Going back to the IndyCar exchange, Andy took the time to get to know people. There was no telling what you'd hear from his conversations with collectors. He also made an effort to take time with kids. I guess I'm just an Andy fan. Other than <laughs> other than when he wanted to talk about Notre Dame. Oh, Kinsley. The team at the IndyCar Exchange also helps promote the hobby as, as a whole, not just if it's going to serve their bottom line. They set up at a local they set up at a local show. They will let you know when shows are happening. There are so many that aren't in touch with their local collecting community. A healthy hobby in your area is good for your card shop business. If you're running it correctly, heck, and well, I'm sorry, a healthy card shop. Wow, a healthy hobby in your area, good for your card shop business, and if you're running it collect correctly. Andy has even works even works with new card shop, Bruno Shoebox, which is less than 30 minutes away from his. If I remember correctly, they even have some sort of TV show coming up. I can't wait to see that. All right. He goes on. I won't read the rest of it for you to go, but you need to go check it out. Beansballcardsblog.com. We'll leave it at the cliffhanger at the TV show. He does a great job of uh, just spelling out some of the difficulties that he sees as a collector. And I think this is a great thing that he did the, he's, he's done this. He's got a great blog going over there. But this is what I want to do. I want to read blogs. I want to read a post from a blog each week because uh, I can't talk Animal Kingdom by myself. And Paul's not here to do it with. And I'm not going to have a co-host every week. So um, I want to read your blog. If you got a good, if you if you have a good blog post and you want to, you think you, it should be worthy of uh, being up on the Fat Packs podcast, send it to me uh, at I'm sorry, Eric N E R I C N at Beckett.com, and uh, I will check it out, and we'll get it up for you if uh, if it's worthy. So there's that. That guys, that's the show for the week because I got to get back to work and do some more pricing as I uh, as there's some been some changes that I need to attend to, and it looks like like I said, Ultimate is coming out next week, so I got to get that checklist imported. Uh, all that being said, thanks for hanging out this week. I hope you enjoyed it, and until next week, just keep listening. You the the headphones are pushing forward to Mission control, it's stories to be told for. Decode these remotes Broke down but since behold The illest from CO Deep through the keyhole To see this one light Leeches lurking in the darkness Won't leave living tonight Punchline for fist fight Because they heads ain't fed right How can you see my brother With no perspective of sight Can't do good and live right Kick snares and hi-hats They be the get right Here they give the blind sight What? Me and my people just might tonight Alright Me and my people just might Mom benders and they never been pretenders. You out here.